Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, about 13 or 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we get into God's Word every day, even for this little bit of time, it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger. Help somebody in your life grow in their faith by sharing these short studies with them, every day through Facebook friends, text, mes- text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. We're talking about man's worst enemy. Man's worst enemy. Well, we have a whole lot of conflicts going, in and going on in our world today. But that's not unique to today's world. It's always that way. There are conflicts going on all over the world all the time. Some of them are major. We've even, you know, experienced a couple of world wars, haven't we, in the 20th century. But beyond those world wars, there were a whole bunch of smaller wars. Wars that may not have extended across the globe as much as those world wars did, but they were conflicts, violent conflicts, wars within nations or wars that that extended into the borders of surrounding nations. There's conflicts between uh, tribes in Africa. There's conflicts between people who don't like each other over religious positions. It, It goes on and on and on. There's always conflict going on. The news focuses on some of the big major things that have, you know, more worldwide focus or attention, but there's always, always conflicts going on. Why is that? Why are there so many jails? Why are there so many jails that are so filled to either near capacity or, or even over capacity? Why is that? Well, you see, we can point all kinds of fingers in all kinds of directions. We can accuse different people, different situations, different circumstances, and say, well, you know, that was, I I did this because of that, or this happened because of this. But ultimately, it simply comes down, boiled down, bottom line, to mankind himself, ourselves. We are our own worst enemies. Let me make a little bit of a comparison by illustration. I've been preaching for a whole lot of years. I am my own worst critic. I'm always wondering, how did that come across? I listen to recordings, and I'm listening for how I did what I did in teaching what I taught. What was the presentation? What was my voice inflection? How did I pay attention to emphasis here and there? where emphasis need to be made. I'm my own worst critic. Now, that's just a simple and rather, you know, by comparison, trite kind of uh, illustration to the principle that I'm trying to get across. Why are there so many wars? Why are there so many conflicts? Why are there so many jails? Why are there so many people involved in evil? We can't point our our fingers at everybody else all around us and at all kinds of circumstances. It's us. It's mankind in general. We are our own worst enemy. We live in a cultural mindset of, of 
non-responsibility for our actions. People can do some horrible things and somebody will come to their aid and say, you know, it wasn't really totally your fault. It was because of society or it was because of culture or it was because of the neighborhood in which you lived or it was because of your mom or your daddy. You know, that is all basically baloney. You make your own choices You take your own actions, and you are ultimately responsible for the way you live your life and what you do. Now, we noted that when God came to creating man, after he had created everything else, Genesis chapter 1, in verse 26, he sort of shifted gears, so to speak. He said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. He created us unique to, and I think we can say superior to, every other living thing that he created. In that, he created us in God's own image, with a spiritual being within our physical body. We have a soul, and that soul is eternal. Nothing else that God created was created in that way. We can understand the very difference, the very principle of evil versus good, of right versus wrong. Now, we can train some animals to respond to certain stimuli, but they don't have that inherent ability to understand why they should not act in certain ways and why they should act in other certain ways. We're simply training them to respond to certain stimuli. And so they learn how to do that in order to gain our favor or in order to get a reward. But we understand the very basic principle behind deciding to live righteously versus living in an evil way. Why did God destroy the world in the days of Noah? with water, destroyed all of mankind, with the exception of Noah and his family. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, we read the answer. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. The wickedness of man was great. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only, only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man in the, on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and the birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah walked with God. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. Noah 
and his family were the lone exceptions. Why did God destroy all of mankind in the days of Noah with the flood? He destroyed all of mankind to cleanse the earth of the wickedness, of the sinfulness that had become so ingrained within the consciousness and the behavior of man. Now, what are we talking about? Man is his own worst enemy. Why did God destroy mankind in the days of Noah? Because of mankind. Because of mankind's sinking into the depravity of sin and evil and wickedness. Man is his own worst enemy. We don't have to be. But if we give in to the temptations of the devil, then ultimately we're going to suffer the consequences. Now, as we noted in our last time together, the Apostle Paul wrote, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh, that is, worldly, sinful lifestyle, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Why do we have civil authority as part of the governmental process, the governmental positions within our various societies all around the world? We have civil authority by God's design. When we come to Romans chapter 13, beginning with verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote this, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. In other words, civil authority exists by God's design. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Man is his own worst enemy. The rulers are not a terror for good works, but for evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. You see, we don't need to fear civil authority if we're living a righteous, law-abiding life. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. Now, are there evil people in positions of civil authority? Absolutely. No question about that. We know about it. We see it in the news all the time. But the basic premise of civil authority is designed by God for our good to keep us safe, to protect us, and to remind us to live in righteous, basically godly ways. Now, have laws been passed by civil authority that are ungodly? Again, no question about it. But that's man's problem, man's fault, man's doing, not God's. God designed civil authority for our good, we have come along and messed things up a whole lot of the time. 
But that's on us, not on God. We're going to come back and look at this in more depth, but we're laying out the basic principle of this particular line of thought and study. We want to point fingers. We want to place blame on all kinds of people other than ourselves, on all kinds of situations other than ourselves. But ultimately, the problems we see within the world are basically the problems brought on by humanity itself. We are our own worst enemy. But God has the solution. In fact, he is the solution. Let's pray. Father, help us to see, help us to see the allurements of the devil to lead us into sinful practices and thereby ultimately result, if we do not repent of those, with our eternal condemnation and destruction. Help us to recognize that evil produces evil results. We need to walk with you, Father, in righteousness. We need to see the better way, and then things will be better in our personal lives, but also in the world around us. Help us in this, Father, we pray. Please be patient with us. Please forgive us and hear a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.